Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies. You are listening to The Jam Price Show, all about movies, and today my guest is Jimmy Giannopoulos, and we're going to be talking about his brand new film entitled The Birthday Cake. Welcome to the show, Jimmy. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you today? I'm good. Good, 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 good. This is a fun movie, interesting movie, it's got a lot to it, lots of layers, great cast, a really great cast, so I'm anxious to talk to you about this film. Um, can you Give our audience a little brief synopsis of what The Birthday Cake is all about. Yes, The Birthday Cake is about, so our protagonist, Giovanni, it's the 10-year anniversary of his father's death. And every 10 years, the family has a celebration at Uncle Angelo's house, his uncle's house. And Gio always goes every year and uh, as a part of the tradition to celebrate his father's memory. And, and I'm trying to be careful because I, I want to, I don't want to say, uh, I don't want to say too much stuff, but he basically, you know, he, as part of the tradition, he carries a cake that his that his mom always makes for him. He brings it um, to the party. And, and on this day, as the day sort of unravels, he starts to he runs into different people from the neighborhood and he slowly starts to kind of piece together what happened to his, to his father. And it's, you know, it's, it's a movie that takes place over the course of one night contained in, in one neighborhood. And it's like, you know, it's like kind of has like an old school Brooklyn neighborhood sort of feel, which actually isn't old school. It's what we shot on location there in Bensonhurst. It's, it's what it's like, you know? Um, but yeah, essentially, that's the story. That's the story. All right. <laughs> and there's a lot more to it. So people will a have to watch to it. it. Yeah. People have to a watch this movie, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. For sure. All right. So there's lots to dive into here because um, well, I'm from New York. So I, I recognize, you know, well, I haven't been there in a long time, but every, you know, we recognize all the, a lot of those places in New York. So what how did this this script because you're the co-writer on this script as well as the director um how did this script develop how did this the idea germinate and how did it come up can you talk a little bit about that process and the, and the story itself yes yeah, so 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 when i was younger and we would go to a family a family um get together the kids the youngest people in the in the family always carry the cake to it was the tradition you bring it to the family's house you bring them a dessert or you know what we made my mom would make little cakes of desserts and we would bring them and i was the youngest so i had to carry them so and and then i remember when i started getting older the other some of the kids it's probably just one memory that i've i've turned into a million in my mind but i remember somebody like one of my cousins or somebody making fun of me because i was carrying the the desserts and they're like oh you're still a kid you know and then i remember you know thinking i don't i don't want to carry that anymore but i but you know my mom kind of made me so so it's like she kept me young but i wanted to grow up and you know get older so so that idea has always i've always remembered that that dynamic of like bringing it it's like the youngest person does it and and so i always remember that sort of thing i had to do and then living in in brooklyn for the last 15 years um you know, I grew up watching and loving mob movies and just like everybody else, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, you go and you, you see all like the classic spots, um, that for example, like in my neighborhood, um, you know, in the movie, 
what is that movie? I think it was Donnie Brasco. So that mob family worked. They kind of like maneuvered in that neighborhood. It was a, it was a spot in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. And I remember a lot of people were like, oh, that's that the social club that they all used to hang out. And then you start to meet the people in the neighborhood. And then you start to see that those old school guys are still around, you know, and, and I, you know, friends with a lot of them, you know, and, and you, you know, you Google them and you see their history and you see, and you see like, you know, organized crime in that time. And these guys were players and like, but for me, it seems like it was so long ago, like that, that wasn't even in our lifetime. It's something you read about in books, but you're there. And then, so you're in these neighborhoods that are, basically just these gentrified neighborhoods that not all of Brooklyn by any means at all, like some specific pockets, but you see a bunch of hipsters, you know what I mean? And then, and then when you look a little carefully, you see like an old man walking down the street or something and you give him a good look and you, you notice what he's wearing and you notice how he's, and then you, and then you talk to him or you hear him talking and you're like, and you start to realize, oh, these guys are still here. You know, they're they're kind of everywhere, but you got you got to look carefully to spot them. You know, and so you know the idea of doing a, a movie that had you know like a mob a mob movie in Brooklyn to me, I'm like it's impossible to do it modern day because I don't see it, I don't know it. You know, I don't know how it exists. Like, I can I can make things up, you know, but I wasn't really I was trying to like you know, you want to do something, you know, and you see. So once I started seeing that thing right in front of me everywhere, I'm like, oh, wow, that actually, and then I dig a little deeper in, you're like, that still does exist here. Very much so. You just got to know where to look. And, you know, I started marrying all these ideas together, like what I said about carrying the cake as a kid, and then this neighborhood here. And then these ideas just started slowly coming together. And then, and then the original idea was conceived. And and you wrote this with um, your lead actor, Shiloh Fernandez. He had a sure. he had a hand in some of this, and also your. And I, I I'm going to mispronounce the name, so why don't you say your co- other co writer's name? Um, his name is Raúl Raúl Bermudez. Okay, um, that's what you know. Yeah. All right, because I, I had another name in front of that one, so I was gonna. I knew yeah, I, yeah. I, I knew I butchered that. Diomedes. Yes. Diomedes. So I knew I butchered that one. And yeah, so you wrote it with them, and and you said um, when I was doing the research that Shiloh had a pretty big hand in the development of his character for sure. So talk about that process between you know having an actor sort of take an active well an active role. You've started writing this, and then he starts taking an active role in uh, creating his character more. So talk a little bit about that process. Yeah. So, so essentially, I mean, you know, when you really break it down, it's the story of, of, of somebody, um, you know, around Shiloh's age who, who has been protected from like family secrets their whole life, you know, and, and, and then you you start to find out things that, that you weren't told as a kid and you start to realize them when you're older and, and those things have consequences and they, they change, you know, dynamics and, and how you just everything in your life. So I think I think it was, you know, for Shiloh, that that part was really easy to get his his uh, sink his teeth into and, and understand, like, you know, this character, like the root, the root of this character and what they're going through and and how they're reacting to it. And he was he was able to, you know, I think, you know, 
that's how I saw him taking it. That's how I saw him. You know, actors, actors are, are they look at, you know, they always impress me how they look at the role because I don't look at it like that. I'm looking at it from a different way. But when they get into it, they're like, you know, you know, they look for the, their arc and, uh, you know, what their history, their backstory. So I think he was able to really connect to like the, the, the family element of it and uh, his relationship with his mother and, and his, and his father and his and stuff like that. And he, he just kind of took it. Took it over from there. I, well, you have you have an amazing cast. So we are going to get into this amazing cast that you have. And many of them are just in cameos, but they're all like stand out in their little small moments in the film. But you have the wonderful Lorraine Bracco, who I had the opportunity to have dinner with when I used to live in New York a long time ago with her then husband, Harvey Keitel. So you know how long ago that was. And I've always admired her work, and I thought the the uh, the relationship between Gio and his mother is just such a, a a beautiful relationship. So, you want to talk a little bit about that and how that evolved, and how you attracted Lorraine Bracco to this project? So, yeah, I mean, Lorraine, obviously, she's she's you know one of the she's a great one of the greats. You know, she's amazing, and she. You know, when we thought we're thinking of this role, you know, this is uh, the mother of 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 someone who grew up, you know, in organized crime, essentially, you know, and and Lorraine, you know, her name pops up like she's at the top of the list. You know, when you think of just like, who who can I go to aside from just being like just an amazing actor, anything she does, but, you know going back to Goodfellas and the Sopranos and stuff like that. Like I'm such a huge fan of b- both of those and, and everything she's done, but she was just, she was just a no brainer. I just pictured her, uh, we, I, myself and Raul, we just pictured Lorraine. We were like, this is, this is like Lorraine, but, but Lorraine. So, you know, same thing kind of like, like in, in a way how a lot of actors like, you know, will look at roles. It was really impressive. You know, when she, when she was looking at her role, like she really was, she was like, this is my son. This is, you know, this is a, a mother and son on the anniversary of the love of her life's death and, and Gio's father. And, and when she was, you know, reading um, the script and we were talking about it, she, you know, she's like, I have this moment with my son, this anniversary. She's like, I feel like we should do something. Maybe we should have a dance to our favorite song or something. And she just started kind of, you know, injecting it with, with, something that only a person who was a mother would know how to do, you know? Um, again, like, you know, I, I didn't, you know, you think of how my relationship with, 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 with my mother or whoever it might be, but like she took it to another level and really brought some, some hum, like humanity and, and, and just, just like a love and they had great chemistry together. And um, I mean, she was, that was one of my, that was one of my favorite days to shoot for sure. Yeah, I, I, it was. It's a very, very uh, touching scene, and um, yeah, it just tells you a whole lot uh, about their relationship. And it, it's a, it's a beautiful scene. It really is. You've got, as I said, I'm going to go through all these cast members because it's absolutely amazing. I'm going to go to one of my all time favorite actors, and that's Ewan McGregor. How did you get him to uh, play the the priest in this film? 
so so we at when we asked you and like you know he he read the script and and i think he you know he he connected to the character he understood what what his character's role was you know in the film and how important it was and you know and and a priest in a lot of these sort of you know neighborhoods um they're like you know the eyes of the the neighborhood because they know everybody's business you know and information is it's power you know so so i think he you know he was able he just connected and he liked it and and it was great working with him and especially working with him and lorraine on the same day you know oh the same day oh my goodness that day was wild that day was great yeah i mean that was, was a real treat i can imagine i can imagine and and he's the narrator of the film Correct, yeah. Which is also quite, you know, amazing that you were able to get him to also be your narrator. Yeah, he was, he, you know, he's a, he's a, a, as talented as he is as an actor, he's as, as committed as somebody can, can be to a, to a, a art project, you know, um, which, you know, I tip my hat to that, you know, he's in it fully, you know. Well, you know, it's, yeah. I, I totally agree. You know that he—that's the way it should be. Uh, it's not always the yeah. case, but that's the no, way it should be. Yes, yeah. you know, I said, you know, some the actors are, are, you know, always a little different. So it's you, like that. Go ahead. It's like that with everything. Yes, it's like that with everything. It's true. It's true. It is like that with everything. So, um, okay. So we have Val Kimmer that we haven't seen in a long time. And, um, and as many people know, he's been suffering with throat cancer and has to speak through a, a microphone in his throat. So let's talk about that because that was a really interesting choice, uh, to cast him in, uh, this particular role. And if you want to let the audience know what role he plays, I think that's. That would be fine. So yeah, so uh, Val Kilmer plays the role of Uncle Angelo, who is who is the mob boss of the town. Um, and you know, it's like we were saying earlier; it's it's equivalent to what you know a organized crime boss would be today. Um, maybe once upon a time they were booming, you know, they had, but now it's you know it's it's cracked down. All the Rico cases took a lot of them away, you know, <laughs> but, this, you know, so, so, you know, it's more like grounded, realistic, but it's still, you know, and, you know, you get someone like Val in there who uh, it's a no brainer. He's just, I mean, from, he's just, a lot of people don't, uh, maybe I, I, he, he's a Juilliard. He, this guy is, this guy is such an amazing actor. He, from Batman to, to, working on uh you know on his, on his mark twain project you know like he can do anything and he's just such an expressive actor and and a powerful force and and when he even when he came on set when when we were when we were shooting with with val there was some days where where we're shooting and there's a lot of the 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 gangster family a lot of you know a lot of sort of guys like uh you know playing guys playing macho guys like doing all this stuff and you know and and a lot of these guys are like you know they're they're you know some of them are kind of tough guys you know when val walked in he it's like you it's undeniable he just earns everyone's respect you know um as an artist and as his, his presence you know and and he he even he came up with this one part um day of 
I don't want to ruin it, but there's a part when he sits down and he speaks with, with, with Gio about why he has long hair. Val is explaining to him, you want to know why I have long hair? And then Val does this, this great moment with him and has this great moment with Gio. And it's something that Val just came up with right before. And it was, it, I was, he's not only is a great actor, great presence, you know, he looks great. Mm-hmm. He is adding like, you know, he's adding even he's writing, you know, he's adding to the story, you know, he's injecting himself fully in like, like, like I said with you and like committing fully, like, this is a team, like, I want to help, you know, let's make, let's all go for it. You know, I have these ideas. And for me, coming from music, I, I, I love collaborating. I love hearing when somebody, somebody's in the room and they have a great idea and they don't speak out, you know, <laughs> that's the shame. Um, and Val, you know, Val, he, he, he did a lot. He's an amazing actor and, you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to give, uh, <laughs> I don't want to give up too much on, on him but he's it was really great working with him and and i think that he you people are going to be surprised surprised by him like it's going to be a treat you know yes yes i agree you know i haven't seen you know it's like 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 you said like he he's been kind of laying low for a little while you know and just watching him back even when i watch the film when i see him come on screen i remember why i look why you know, I like him so much as an actor. Yeah, it, it is a nice surprise, and it is good to see him. And um, I'm sure that for him, um, losing his voice, which is what acting is about, um, and 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 not being able to do what he had done in the past, and now overcoming that, and be in to be in this role to have that just be fine. It's so it's the inter it, it's integral to his character in a way. You know, it, it is. Mm. And so it is a joy to see him back on the screen for sure, for sure, yeah, yeah definitely. And and there's a wonderful story about he and Paul Sorvino, which I also love, and he's absolutely great in this too. T- tell us a little bit about that story because I thought that was really, you know, again doing the research, um, I thought that was a really interesting story about both of them when they finally met each other. Oh, when they met each other on, yes. on, on set. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, no, you know, Raul, our producer, I w- when they first went and he brought... So this is coming secondhand because I wasn't there when they first met each other. But if I remember correctly, I remember Raul was moved and he said to me, he's like, I told Val that Paul was here. And Val was like, oh my God, I was watching Paul Sorvino on Goodfellas for this, for this role. Because in Goodfellas, Paul says, you know, his character says something along the lines like, you know, when you're the toughest guy in the room, you don't have to talk much. You know, he never talked much. He just, I forgot the quote, you know, Paul never had to talk much, you know, everyone just knew it. So he kind of studied him and he's a huge fan of Paul Sorvino's from, from the beginning. And then when Raul told Paul that Val was there, it was mutual you know and then when he brought them together um you know i guess you know um val went down next to him and they had a really nice moment and and from what i understand it was it was it was a really cool moment to see these two like amazing artists you know meet i think maybe for the first time i think so it it sounded like it was the first time that they had met yeah yeah Yeah. oh it's too bad you like knew each other yeah well they know know, yeah go ahead yeah no, yeah, but the, yeah, so they knew each other from they were they were from their work fans of each other. Right. Their work, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I wasn't there. I was in the other room trying Darn. to get the next, the next the next set the next scene ready. 
<laughs> too bad, too bad. Uh, because it sounded like, it, you know, they both just admired each other's work through the years. And uh, I think they both took a great deal of joy out of the fact that after all of their, both of their very long careers, that they were finally working together. And it just yeah. sounded like a, a joyful, um, beautiful, poignant moment when they actually met. So I, I just love that story. You again. You've got such. Let's talk about some of these other people that you've got. Aldous Hodge in it. You've got Penn Bagley in Bagley. Is that how you say it? And you know, all kinds of interesting people. So let's talk about all of these wonderful people that you've put together, where they're just cameos. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, I when we first started discussing how we wanted to cast the movie, you know, a lot of these characters, we wanted them to be not throwaway characters. We wanted, sometimes you watch a movie and somebody comes in the film and they, they're just kind of deliver, you know, they're there to move the story forward, but we wanted to do a little more and kind of build an ensemble with these characters that we always envisioned um, for, for, for these roles. So, you know, we just, we got it to the, the script to the right spot. And then we went like Penn Badgley, for example, his character, when, when, when we were writing it, we named him Pino, you know, cause we were like, all right, it's going to be Penn. So what's the, you know, so we, cause we knew we were writing it for him and I had, I, I come from music. So I actually, we put out a record together, me and Penn, we actually toured every, we oh. went all over the place. And so we, I've known Penn for a long time. So when I called him and I sent him the script, um, he was really supportive because he knows I come from music. So he actually was like, I love when people from music go into film, you know, um, he was really supportive. And so Penn hopped on, you know, um, that's kind of how a lot of people hopped on just friends I known from, from the past and from music and from the neighborhood or, you know, wherever. Um, and just kind of started calling people up and, and somebody who I didn't know who really, really blew my mind was, was, uh, John Magaro. So Shiloh, Shiloh, um, said we should really get John Magaro for this role for one of the roles of one of the family members his cousin and and I knew a little bit about John but not too much but when he was on set I I think the, everybody whenever he you know we gave him some room to kind of do his own thing with it and everybody was just watching him he was so good he really elevated and just kind of got into the character and this he really really added some uh, texture and uh, and some spice you know like so he's he's an amazing actor I've become i've since then i've become a huge john mcgarrow fan and that was it was it was cool having him everybody was such a treat i mean every day every day on set was like we were shooting a new film you know because we just have this ensemble it just hits and hits and hits and, and every day people were bringing new ideas and and so every day was like a new yeah new locations on location you know in new york on the street you know so we got all these different artists coming through these actors and and sean price will Williams is the DP, you know, we both live there in, in Brooklyn. So we're like on our stomping grounds, you know, mm -hmm. like with people we know and, and, you know, and he's whipping the camera around in the streets, you know, we're running around. It was great. It was so much fun. You know, it was cold. It was uh, snowing. It was really <laughs> snowing. It was such an amazing experience. Yeah. And, and, you know, people really brought their A game, you know, they, uh, I think they, at the end of the day, like everyone, you know, believed in the story and, and the script and, and everyone really knew their part and were prepared and we showed up and we just... It shows. It really does. Jimmy, where can people see this uh, film, the, the Birthday Cake? Where can they see it? So it comes out on... 
It comes out on June 18th in theaters and VOD. Great, great. Well, everybody seek out the birthday cake. Thank you so much for being on the show. I wish you much success. It's it's a it's a really, really fun movie in many ways. I mean, you know, there's a lot to it, but it's fun to see all of these great actors and all of these wonderful cameos, and cool. and it's really fun. So, uh, Thank you I wish for watching you, it. Oh, you're well, more than welcome. You're more than welcome. So enjoy. If you have missed any of the Jam Price shows all about movies, they are archived on my website, thejampriceshow.com. Also, you can listen on the iHeart Podcast Network, the Apple Podcast Network, Spotify, anywhere where you get your favorite podcast. We are there. You can also check our YouTube channel. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter and uh, Instagram at The Jam Price Show. Thank you for listening. Jam Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jam Price Show, all about movies.